everybody. Welcome. Welcome to our ninth um, Instagram interview episode. Next week's going to be number 10. So we'll have to do like something special to celebrate that. I think it'll be Robert. So maybe I'll pepper him with some hard questions or something. Anyways, welcome um, to our Instagram live today. Um, we had the most special time on Sunday celebrating our five years in existence. Um, and after talking with several of you afterward, it seemed like it really represented um, significant passages of time in your own lives as well. Um, and it feels like it was a really big day and it's important to celebrate and notice that. So um, thank you all for coming out. And I hope that you can take that time um, this week to celebrate yourself and um, the ways that your own journey um, has shaped you up to this point. Um, if you missed it on Sunday, don't worry. Everything's on the podcast for you to be able to catch up on there. Um, and then in addition to celebrating our birthday, we also got to commission Jesse and Andrew as pastors in our community. Um, and that was really wonderful. They are both fantastic humans. Um, and I'm so personally grateful to get to um, work with them um, and be on staff with them going forward. Um, so today we're going to do something a little bit different um, than what we usually do. Um, we've typically up to this point been focusing on the sermon and digging deeper into the content that we brought up in the teaching. Um, but today, because it's celebratory um, and because Andrew and Jesse are new, we are going to have a little bit of fun um, and learn more about these two, about who they are as people, what they love about God, and what they hold as a hope for this next season with our community. All right, so I've never done an Instagram Live with three people before, so let's hope it works the same way. Let's see. Why can't I hit accept? There we go. One down. Hey, yo. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Doing good. Good. All right. Come on, Jesse. We'll see. This always takes a second, but I've never done it. When I looked it up, it said that it worked the same way. So we're just going to help. Come on, Jesse. Come on, Jesse. You can do yeah. it. Unable to join. Jesse, are you on your computer? If you are, type in the comments because if you're on your computer, it won't work. You can only join from your phone. Mm. That's been an issue in the past. Got it. I didn't even know you could do Instagram live at all from your computer. You can't, can you? I don't think so. Yeah. If you it, it won't work. Jesse says she's on her phone. Oh no. Okay, hold on. Hey. hey! Did it. We did it. I'm Technology. So I was like, we might have to just do one at a time. And I'll talk to Andrew for 15 and you for 15. <laughs> this is way better. Uh, yeah. Hi, guys. Hi. All right. 
Thanks for joining me today. Of course. So we're going to start out um, just getting to know the two of you a little better. Um, so I'm just going to ask you a bunch of questions um, and we'll go through them. Sound good? Sounds great. Great. Okay. So this first question is a really deep one. So get ready. Uh, what is your favorite color? Green. Green. What? Incredible. It's really easy for me. It is my last name, but. Oh, that's true. Look, I have a green kitchen. I like it. Thanks, I man. love I love your green. I love green. Excellent. Good job. You did it. First question now. Uh, number two, where do you fall in your birth order? Ooh, I'm the oldest. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and who? Who else is in your family? So I have a younger brother and a younger sister. Sister's the middle child and brother is the youngest. Nice. Do they all live? Uh, my brother lives here, but my sister lives in Tennessee. Nice. Do you ever watch those birth video or birth videos? Are they true of your family? Wait, what? <laughs> oh my They're like clutch for my three kids. So I'm Oh, really? No. I just thought at, asking if I had watched, was watching birthing videos. <laughs> Not birthing videos, birth or. Got it. Got it. Makes wow. more sense. That's super weird. <laughs> Bobby, Andrew. <laughs> I, well, I had to do that. You know, went to one of those classes when mm -hmm. before we had Emmy Lou, and it was fairly traumatizing. So it's <laughs> just stuck there. <laughs> I make my kids watch their birth videos on their birthdays. Can't wait to hear about that when they're grown ups. Oh wow! From <laughs> uh, I'm the fifth of seven. Love it. I think I know about all of your. But for people who don't know, do they live here? Do they live far? Six of us. Yep, six of us have made our way back to the valley. One of our, our oldest brother lives in Alabama. Awesome. Tennessee, Alabama. They're sort of close. Yeah. Okay, nice. All right. So, um, Andrew, where did you go for your undergrad? Because you said private liberal arts. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I know most of those. I love telling people where I went for my undergrad. Not really. <laughs> I went to I went to a tiny little um, Baptist school in Wisconsin called Maranatha. Oh, I still haven't heard of them. Yeah. It must be very small. It is. Yeah. Just small enough where most people don't know about it. And typically, I'm glad when people don't know about it. <laughs> Why? It's just very, cons like, very conservative. Uh, like very rules oriented. Mm. I don't made a lot of great friends there, but uh, yeah. Like you. But now it's on the internet for all to see. Yeah, there you go. Know. It's yeah. all right. I'll definitely look it up later. No, I'm yeah. Do a little googling. <laughs> um, so on the school line, this is for both of you. Um, so you're both studying at Fuller. Yeah. Is, um, what are you studying? Uh, why did you decide to pursue that particular degree? And like, what are you hoping to get out of it? Yeah, you first, Jesse. Okay, I'm getting a master's of theology. And I decided to study that because I've always been really curious about theology. I've always read theology books, but I was just feeling like I cannot do this by myself anymore. I just knew I was like running up against the wall of my own knowledge and 
really sick of my own voice in a conversation. And I wanted to hear from professors, just people who are smarter than me, older than me. Mm. That's great. What are you hoping to get out of it in the end? Like, what's your Mm. Uh, I could, I consider myself a translator. So I, what I really want a theology degree is for it to be transformative for me and for other people. So in my mind, I'm getting like a transformational theology degree. <laughs> I don't want to just like puff up with information. I want it to transform me and then like give it back to the people outside of the seminary, outside of like academia and say, this actually really matters. What we think about really matters. So let's talk about it in a normal people way. Cause most people don't want to sit in those classrooms like I do. Right. Cool. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. I'd say for me, the intercultural, um, so intercultural studies is my um, mm -hmm. major, I guess. Um, and I think I, I chose it because it felt like, like I had avoided grad school for a long time or seminary, but it really felt like a degree that fit me and fit what I was doing ministry wise. And so as I looked at, you know, the focus of the classes and the program, it felt like, okay, if I, if I finish this, if I do my due diligence and complete this, I'm just going to be a better version of myself. I'm going to be able to serve people here better in the church yeah. and serve people even like within um, my nonprofit uh, better doing international missions and stuff just because yeah it was just there weren't very many degrees that felt like it covered such a wide array of things like such a niche um, that I feel like I'm in and so that's why I chose it and yeah I think I just want to be better at I want to be able to fulfill the calling that God's put on my life um and some of that is the, I have to do the hard work of equipping myself, yeah. you know? Right. Yeah. Same. Yeah. That's, it's not, I always feel great too, when you can find a degree that like, feels like you're able to do more than one thing that you're interested in. Naturally mm -hmm. combines those together. That's great. Yeah. Great. Thanks. All right. Next question. Um, what, so this is one of my favorite questions to ask people because people always say like totally different things. Um, and it is just fun to hear what comes to people's minds. So first word that comes to your mind, when you hear the word God, what do you picture? Um, like what image comes to your mind? An image? Uh, like do you, so for example, would that help if I gave you an example? Sure. Sure. Okay. So for me, I picture like the last scene in Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe when Aslan is like walking down the beach into the sunset. Like that's the nice. image that I mind. Nice. Um, one of my friends in college, um, she was always, it's funny because she's a visual artist, but she was like, when I picture God, I just picture like big block letters that's like G-O-D. <laughs> it's just like black letters against a white one. So it's different for everybody. Yeah. I think when you said that, the first thing that came to my mind, like the word that came to my mind was mystery. Mm. And I sort of envisioned like, uh, 
like some kind of like mystical clouds. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's that's my honest answer. First thought. Yeah. I don't know what my, mine would have been before last night, but now it's kind of like in there. Sam and I have been watching um, Tolkien show on Amazon, the rings, the rings of power or something. And the elves are, wow. I'm not like such a dork, but I do love, but the elves are sailing in the light, but the light is like palpable. It's almost like they, they can like put it in their hands. Mm. And when I was watching that scene, I was thinking, whoa, that is such a cool picture of like a being that is indescribable, but it's like light you can like gather up. Mm -hmm. Weird. Ooh, I yeah. like that's good. Okay. All right, thanks, guys. Love that. <laughs> um, all right, so along those lines, um, when uh, what's your favorite thing about God? Um, and what was your journey like in discovering that that was your thing? I totally read this question because you, this is one of the ones that you sent us and I totally read it the wrong way. <laughs> now I realized that. You can answer how you thought that it was going to be if you'd rather. No, no, it's okay. I like, I like this version. I love that. And it, part of it ties into mystery. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that I love that God's near to the brokenhearted and near to the hurting and oppressed. Um, and I think that truth just like kind of blows up our boxes of what we think of God. Cause we like to think that, you know, God is sitting next to us in the empty seat and on Sunday morning in church, you know, mm -hmm. or he's only in the places where we feel safe and comfortable. But I think the fact that God is near to the brokenhearted, there have been brokenhearted people hurting people throughout history all over the world. Um, and to think that, you know, God has been with those people or near to those people. Um, he cares for them. I don't know. I just, I love that about God. Um, and it makes me want to like go to those spaces where I know God is, because I think as a rule, God is in those spaces. And if we show up there, I think we tend to want to like find God, like yeah. where we're at. Like I want God to show up right now in my recliner I'll turn down the volume on Netflix. God, show up right now. If you're real, show up. Yeah. You know, but I think he exists in those spaces and he's a lot easier to find and experience sometimes in those spaces. Mm -hmm. So anyways, that's one thing that I love about God. Love that. Thanks. You too. That's such a gritty, like such a grittiness about an almighty being. Mm -hmm. like literally in the trenches the worst of the worst of the worst places that's where god is yeah yeah that's a really interesting flip mm -hmm. um boy my favorite thing it's not my favorite thing that's impossible but one a favorite thing we won't hold you to it that i feel is like personified in jesus in a way that's very striking to me is his ability to be loving and honest because mm. i i feel like that's not played out very well in relationships we tend to either be loving or be honest and 
God is just, because he is truth, there's no way for him to ever not say what's true. But also because he's love, he can't say it without love. And I so badly, it's, one, it's just so attractive to me whenever I read the gospel, how Jesus talked to people, you know, he was, he never skirted around the issue, but he also just always did it in kindness. And yeah, you see that in the Old Testament with God. And my journey towards loving that about Jesus was realizing that it was such a lacking part of me. Hmm. Was like, Oh, if Jesus says, do what I do, that means I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Show me how. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Those are good. Thank you. Okay. Both of you. So I have questions for the next two. And it's really fun because I feel like both of the things that you you've already said have kind of go into these individually. So nicely done. Um, Andrew, you'll go first. Uh, you spoke about being near to the poor and marginalized um, on Sunday and um, and then what what would it look like um, in our community if we did that well? Um, like, what's your hope for how that could in this next season? Yeah, um, so I think it looks un looks and feels uncomfortable. It looks different, you know. I think just like any adventure um, that God calls us to, it there are challenges. Um, I I think the reason I think that's important, and hopefully this answers the question a little bit, is I think it's such a huge part, at least for my in my own personal journey of what it means to follow Jesus. Um, is being near to the poor and marginalized. And I, I like really long for our students to have those experiences, to not just, you know, show up in church spaces or in comfortable spaces um, and hear about God, um, but to actually experience him and have some of those like transcendent experiences with him um, in the most unexpected and most uncomfortable places. And I think as a community, if we begin to have those conversations or have those experiences, that starts to change us. Like mm -hmm. that's like real discipleship in that we're changed, not just by what we're learning about, you know, in, in a seminary class, but by our experience of God in the world, like walking alongside Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that excites me because I think that's, the stuff that's the good stuff you know absolutely yeah that totally answered thanks uh on sunday you talked about wonder um and i loved i loved that whole discussion about wonder i think it's a whole big part of jesus sort of like what Andrew was saying about mystery um mm -hmm. that we miss a lot of times um so why do you think that wonder is important um, as we learn the way of Jesus? Why does it matter? Well, a couple of reasons. I tell my kids a lot when they have questions about God or they're frustrated when they're bumping up against things that I can't answer that if I, if there was no wonder left about God, then I, what's the point? I would, you know, I'm already would love to worship myself. It's like pretty near. It's like a close reach for me. So 
if there was a God who didn't, who, who didn't produce awe and wonder, what would be the point? We could just be our own gods. Mm-hmm. We have done that before and it doesn't work. Right. So that's part of it is just like awe is points us towards what's good. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and then also there's this truth about us as humans that if we don't maintain a sensitivity, what is bigger than ourselves is better than ourselves. We have to turn to like sensuality in order to meet that need because it's actually a need that's in us. We need to be in awe of something. We need to know that something is bigger than us. That's, that's shown into our DNA. So yeah. we become desensitized to wonder to things we can't explain. That need doesn't go away. We've mm-hmm. just it numb. And so mm-hmm. then we're over to sensuality and we follow these ways of sin to produce that same kind of feeling in us, like a heightened sense of something. Yeah. Yeah. Not looking for it in who God is. We're for it in other places and yeah. those will destroy us. It's a need that has to be met. Mm-hmm. Either find it in what's good or we can find it in what's dark. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Never, I've never thought about that connection between those two things before. That's great. Mm-hmm. I feel like, sorry. No, jump in. We just start all preaching back and forth here. Yeah. Because Please. I feel like if you lose that sense of wonder, and the recognition of the mystery, right? You just, that's where like arrogant Christians come from. Yeah. Like that's where we become so prideful and we, we have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. There was this movie I used to watch as a kid, this basketball movie about Pistol Pete Maravich. And there was this scene where the coach had the basketball and he took a permanent marker and he put a dot on the ball and he said, this is what you know about basketball. And then he took a circle around that and said, this is what I know about basketball. But this entire basketball is everything there is to know about basketball. And I just mm-hmm. love that thought you know, that what I know about God is just a speck. Like I know the smallest mm-hmm. amount of information about God. Um, and I just love the thought of ex- like, yeah, embracing that wonder and exploring mm-hmm. what he's like. Right. Yeah. yeah. That whole like adventure, like there's so much to go and discover and to be in awe of. Yeah, totally. Mm, good, you guys. Thank you. Okay, one more question before we close. Um, you both talked about discipleship um, on Sunday and the role of um, that discipleship has played in your own life. Um, what is your vision for discipleship in our community? <laughs> and like hope also hope of like what things could look like in the best way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have a pretty clear vision of what I think discipleship could look like, because I think that it's just like the ancient way, which is disciples who make disciples. Mm-hmm. So in transferring information to people on Sunday, and then expecting them to have transformed lives during the week. The way of discipleship is taking information and being transformed.
perform by imitating someone. And this gets like kind of dicey. Honestly, there's like Paul says, follow me as I follow Jesus. We do not. That's pretty uncomfortable because that means that I first have to be following Jesus very closely. No room for going off the path anymore because I'm literally asking you to follow me. But it's also scary because, you know, maybe we don't trust ourselves. We think that that's a bigger thing than it is. Like, hmm. do exactly what I do all the time. But that's not what it is. It's just saying, I'm going to follow the way of Jesus. Follow me while I follow him. Yeah. Biblical. It's true. It's just comfortable. We'd rather receive it from a pastor on a Sunday and then not think about it anymore. But my hope for, like, as a community, we would say this be messy we will make mistakes we will get hurt we will hurt each other but the way of grace will push us forward and we will like slowly also also i think the way of discipleship is so so slow and that's also like very countercultural, not just to the world but also to the church we like programs baby you know nine months and you're out there making your disciples but yeah that's not how it looks. So hope for it is it's slow, it's patient, and it's faithful. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with that. And I, when I think about it in terms of like students, I just, I want students to be able to have people other than their families. And that's, I mean, families is the primary means of discipleship um, to Jesus. But I think, you know, people who they like kids who can come into my house and see how I treat my wife, like how I love my family, how, and not just me, but like for that to be happening communally, like to be the, for the way of Jesus to be, you know, I don't know, platformed in everything we do um, so that, yeah, kids aren't filling the blank, filling in the blank on, you know, what the definition of the Trinity is. And we're thinking that's discipleship, but it's like, (laughs) <laughs> they're being discipled when they don't even know it yeah. you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's good all right well that's great guys is there anything else that either of you would like to share before we do our last little thing hmm. <clears throat> no i mean i think that a strange time for Andrew and I to be with redemption. <laughs> a lot of things are changing. Yeah. And, uh, I I just want to say that, like for me personally, I I want to be very like slow and attentive to what the Father is doing because it's pretty tempting for me to just make a plan forward. So, mm-hmm. publicly that is tendency but i i want to be a part of what the lord is asking us to do here yeah i'd say for me there's a sense you know i'm new to the community and so i'd say there's a sense of yeah the unknown in general um in being here and i'm excited to you know learn and do things differently but i also think there is a sense of you know some unknown coming for all of us as a community like the I just get that sense. And I think that I'm excited for it. I'm excited for whatever yeah. you're doing. Um, because I think we're all here for a reason. And it's 
got a plan and I'm excited to buckle up and be a part of it. Yeah. Good. That's a good word. All right. Thanks you guys. Um, now before we go, uh, we're going to do something that I'm stealing from Tim Timmons podcast, 10,000 minutes, or it's called the experiment. 10,000 minutes. Do either of you listen to that? No. It's a, if you're into podcasts, it's really great. Um, if you know the Enneagram, he's an Enneagram seven. And so it's just like hilarious. Um, he has a really good interview with Ellie Holcomb. Um, and that's a good place to start if you're into it, anybody who's watching. Um, now, he closes all of his episodes with um, like 10 rapid fire questions. Um, I took most of these from different ones of his podcasts. So I'm just going to ask you 10 questions. And you have to, you can't think about it. You just have to say the first word that comes to your mind. At okay. the same, not at the same time. Take turn. Okay. Okay. Oh. Who goes first? Um, let's go Andrew first, Jesse second. Okay. That's how you are on my screen. Okay. All right. Number one, you're stuck on a remote island and you can have three books. What books do you bring? We're going to assume the Bible is there. That can't be books. Okay. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> this is really, I know, I know. Okay. Uh, Wendell Berry books, just three Wendell Berry books. Good. Um, Wendell Berry's great. Yeah. Jesse. Oh, same question. Okay. Bel Canto, that's a novel. Um, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And Book of Poetry, probably. Let me see if or maybe even Emily Dickinson. Yeah. Mm, good ones. All right. Number two, pet peeve. Chewing with your mouth open. Mm. Negativity. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that too. All right. Number three, nickname. Mini Greeny. Eight and <laughs> under football, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Same. That was a really horrible nickname for me, and it's Pookie. <laughs> oh, I love that. Pookie is fun. I call my brother sometimes. I don't know what it is. It's fun to say. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> number four, uh, what's a bucket list item? Oh. I have, like, tons of fishing bucket list items. Um <laughs> Interesting. What's like one that Catch you... Catch a world record fish. Oh, wow. Yeah, let's go with that. I'm really bad at this quick answer thing. <laughs> You're not being judged. Um, mine would be to take like a global trip with my kids. And I want to come. <laughs> All right. Number five. Uh, if you were a muffin, what kind of muffin would you be? Oh, chocolate, chocolate chip. Excellent. Mm, probably zucchini. <laughs> zucchini is delicious. So healthy. Now is the time for zucchini. I think I'm just oh. hungry. <laughs> it's, always, it's always good. Both of those are solid answers. Okay, number six, your favorite movie. Just the first one that comes 
Right. Oh, right. brother, where are thou? Great. Oh, uh, Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, Royal Tenenbaums is good. All right. Um, number seven, your top three favorite songs. Oh, my gosh. This one is hard. So, again, whatever just comes to your face. Oh. Like artists? Artists? Yeah, you can say artists. artists. You can say artists. I'm really curious about Andrews because I don't know. Uh, Switchfoot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Maranatha. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh gosh. Favorite artist? I don't know. Still, I'm Switchfoot, Reliant K. Yes, Reliant. Uh, I don't know. That's all I got. Mm, we can go with those two. Okay. They're probably Weezer's top. I'm pretty. Kanye West when it comes down to it. Okay, okay. And uh, maybe Ray LaMontagne. Oh, that's a good one. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. <sighs> number eight. You don't have to go into like big details on number eight. Okay. What's your biggest regret? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, that's from Tim Timmons. He literally. It's the wedding. <laughs> I was like, Wow, he's getting into it. So just like a thing. It doesn't have to be your biggest regret, I guess. Just like a regret. That, regret. That you feel comfortable sharing on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, scroll through the Rolodex of regrets. I mean, probably the biggest, most noticeable one for me is my wedding. How I planned and executed my wedding was piss poor. And so many regrets around. It was very beautiful, but a lot of people paid the price for my misplanning, so... Not good. Great. I'd say I wish I would have uh, had a better, like, um, work ethic when I was younger. I feel like mm -hmm. I coasted a lot of my early life, and I just felt like I was going to be able to coast and get things I didn't deserve my whole life. and <laughs> <laughs> Had to learn a valuable work ethic a little bit later, so, yeah. True. See, that's good. All right. <laughs> Something beautiful you saw in the last 24 hours. My wife. Oh. Mm, Andrew's wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably my, yeah, my kids. Good. Um, all right. Number 10. Uh, three words to describe yourself. Chill. <laughs> He's like, that's the answer. Jack Johnson. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. I have seen you barefoot like a lot of times. You have? I feel like, or just maybe with your Oh, shoes. Chacos? Yeah, I wear a lot of Chacos. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, mine would be probably outgoing. Optimistic <laughs> and got to be an O. Oh shoot! Outgoing, outgoing. organized. Oh, mm. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I can't think of an O one. Outgoing, optimistic, and introspective. Actually, very oh, nice. Good. Introspective. There's an O in there. Sorry. Yeah. 
It works. Absolutely. All right, guys, you did it. Great job. That um, was terrifying. I'm not good at rapid fire. The bonus question. <laughs> You know, anyone who, like, future reference wants to remember, wink, wink, anyone watching this video, what is your go-to Starbucks order? Um, black coffee with oat milk. Nice. That's embarrassing. Me too. Like, no way. Just, like, whatever's on drip with some yeah. steamed oat milk. Yeah. Right. Well, there you go, everyone. Now you know. Now you know. Robert's order, too. So that's funny. Really? Oh, wow. Get three of the same thing. Make everyone happy. Love it. Well, great, you guys. That was so fun. I hope that you had fun. Great job. Oh, no problem. It was so fun. I got to listen to a whole bunch of Tim Timmons podcasts while I was <laughs> preparing, and it was great fun. Nice. All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, we actually have a normal Sunday on Sunday. We haven't had a regular Sunday since I've been back. Yeah. So I'm personally just excited to have a normal gathering on Sunday, hang out, see everybody. Um, so we'll see everybody then. Thanks, Bye, everybody. You guys. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thanks again for listening. Make sure to subscribe to get the weekly episodes in your podcast feed. You can find out more on how to get connected with Redemption Hill at redemptionboise.org slash connection where you can fill out the Connect card and start your journey today. For regular encouragement throughout the week, follow us on Instagram at Redemption Voices. We are so glad you're here and are excited to accompany you in your story with God. We hope to see you soon.